This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you the morning after a brilliant victory. <laughs> it is a morning to bask in, of course, the North London Derby win. Uh, a first win, of course, in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for the past, well, nine years. Uh, 2014 was the last time that Arsenal managed to uh, get a victory over there. Thanks to a Thomas Rosicki goal in the first minute. Well, Arsenal certainly didn't have to struggle in this one after years of struggling to get the result. Two uh, very, very different goals. Could have been more and Arsenal could have won quite comfortably, I think, by more. But ultimately, the most important thing is that we got the three points. That is the key to this. And I'm very, very happy indeed that it is. North London is red, hence why I'm wearing red, hence why we should absolutely be putting some red emojis in the chat box. Uh, good morning to you guys. Uh, hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, let's just say, uh, say hello to people in the chat. Olu, good morning to you. Uh, to Peter Abdullahi, good morning to Benjamin, NSW, Dave, Francois, uh, Olu, Blackshine, NSW, Francois again, uh, Harrison, Afsar, Mike, Damien. Uh, we've got Conde. Uh, we've got uh, Harvey, Colin, uh, Carlton, uh, Janesh, we've got Brand Percy, uh, Unknown Gamer, Bizarre and Stephen uh, and plenty more of you as well. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you're new. And thank you to everybody that came in and tuned into yesterday's show. It's been the most popular morning show of the summer. I wish it was in better circumstances. I really do, other than talking about Mudrick. But uh, uh, thank you to everybody that tuned in, watched, listened and has supported. Uh, as I said on uh, Saturday, I'm going to be trying to bring you a article to uh, have for your morning reading uh, before the show, after the show, whenever you like. Uh, and yesterday's piece is all about the winners and the losers uh, from the game against Spurs. 
a little brief uh, spoiler. Aaron Ramsdale tops the winners, as you might expect. And the losers is very simply the man who chose to move to 10th place, Chelsea, instead of title challenging Arsenal. Um, we kick off today's uh, news and pieces to talk about with the fact that we did cover yesterday's 2 0 win over Spurs in a uh, raw reaction show with myself, John Bailey, uh, of course. And uh, I looked. <laughs> I looked at what obviously we were all talking about and Albert in particular uh, was very happy as you would expect him to be and produced some fantastic comments as did Bailey and John too. So if you haven't yet checked it out, go and watch it. It's certainly worth your time. It will really cheer up your morning and uh, getting some raw reactions from a North London derby in which you have won can really not really be rivaled at this stage. Um, unfortunately, there wasn't entirely uh, positivity uh, yesterday in the world of Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal ladies ever so ever so close they were ever 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 so close to getting a win over Chelsea um Sam Kerr is inevitable you might say and uh, stepped up in the 89th minute with a header to draw 1-1 um Arsenal were by far the better team in the game and uh, it's a real shame that we couldn't come home with three points um but of course Arsenal do have a game in hand still over Chelsea and if they win that game in hand they will go level with Chelsea at the top of the WSL so fingers crossed um, we will see that happen in the not-so-distant future. Uh, now, Mikel Arteta spoke after the game. Uh, apologies, by the way, if you see me sneeze or something. I think I'm coming down with another one of those colds today. But uh, yes, Mikel Arteta spoke after the game in which he was asked about Mihailo Mudrik. He says, we have excellent players. We want to improve our squad in this transfer window. And when I say we, myself, the coaching staff, the players, uh, the boards and the ownership, we are all in this together. But we do the deals that we can do and that we believe is right for the football club. Uh, it's not surprising to see him um, speak bullishly about this. And Fabrizio Romano actually uh, tweeted out his thoughts and I think put them onto a court offside this morning, in which he said, uh, this week Arsenal will decide on a strategy after the Mudrick uh, situation. No contract talks yet. Uh, agents, intermediaries offering solutions. Arsenal will take their time on Rafinha. He's told to, uh, that he loves to stay at Barca. We'll see if that changes. More on uh, Rafinha very, very shortly as well. But uh, it's also been said by David Ornstein and a number of others uh, reporting around the club that they just felt as though uh, they couldn't go as high as, as what was being asked for. They didn't really want to uh, get into a situation where they're in a bidding war with Chelsea over Mudrik. And uh, they decided to walk away from the negotiation because they just couldn't match what Chelsea were ultimately putting up towards the end uh, yesterday. Well, two days ago, Saturday evening, when it obviously all went down. And Arsenal will indeed look to try and find that next player this week. There is set to be meetings about who they will look now to try and pursue to strengthen them between now and the end of the January transfer window. One of those players looks to be Ivan Fresneda. Sam Dean of The Telegraph reporting yesterday that Arsenal have officially entered the race for the Spanish young right back, a player that's very versatile, uh, was looking into him a bit more yesterday and you can absolutely see why Arteta likes him. He's got that inverted nature. He's basically uh, described as a bit of a centre midfielder that plays at right back and we know that Arteta loves a player that can play in an inverted style. I'm not sure if that lacks balance if you don't have the player on the left-hand side doing the right job. I suppose if you've got Tommy Asu on the left, you could use Fresneda on the right to balance things out rather than having White and Tommy Asu. But Fresneda... Uh, is a very talented player. And should these links persist, you can be sure that we're producing a breakdown on him very soon indeed. Uh, now, Rafinha, uh, you can stop praying, unfortunately, for this one to happen because it's not going to, I don't think. Uh, he's made his stance on his time with Barcelona very clear. 
uh, after winning his first trophy uh, with the club. He said, this is my first trophy with this giant club, this enormous shirt of Barcelona. It's incredible. And so now we go for more trophies. It seems as though his position on his future is very much that he wants to stay with um, with the club and he wants to stay with Barcelona. And there was also a report yesterday coming out from Spain suggesting that if Barca were to sell, that they would be asking for, guess what, 100 million euros for the sale, which, of course, he is just nowhere near worth whatsoever. Um, It's a real shame that it's gone down this way uh, and that we are now going to be kind of not scraping the bottom of the barrel as such, but certainly trying to uh, scramble around a bit to try and find the reinforcements that we need. I'm hopefully going to be producing uh, a show this evening looking at the potential alternatives that we might look to try and sign and that'll be coming out around six o'clock tonight. Uh, Now, the final story of the day is that Arteta, as I've told you before, is said to be a long-term admirer of Ferran Torres. However, once again, similar to Rafinha, it is said that the player's uh, priority is still very much to stay at Barcelona. He wanted that move. He he, He really pushed for that move from Manchester City just like Rafinha did from Leeds. Uh, And because of that, he's made that switch and with the hope of being a success there. However, he has, of course, got those links with Arteta. I'm sure with conversations with the manager, we might be able to see a shift in his view on this one. Um, But I can't see this one happening, at least not at the moment. That completes part one. We're going to move to part two and your questions right after this. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So we're going to go to the questions in the chat box to get some of your thoughts. Uh, As I said at the start of the show, a massive thank you to everybody that did indeed uh, tune in for our phone-in show yesterday. We had a really kind of broad range uh, of different kind of topics and opinions that were discussed. Of course, I think there were more that were skewed very much in in the sense of agreeing with with me, which is unsurprising. It's a community that choose to watch this program with my views, so I'm not surprised that happened. But there were still some that had some differing points of view on this, which was great to hear. So if you haven't yet watched that, as I say, I think it's the most successful uh, 8 a.m. morning show that we've done so far, uh, only behind, ironically, of course, the Mihailo Mudrik tactical breakdown this summer. So thank you to everybody that did tune in to that show. Uh, I don't know if you saw my tweet this morning. Uh, I have noticed that the Chelsea fans have come out from the cracks now, it seems. Uh, I had a comment left on the Mihailo Mudrik um, 
uh, breakdown this morning, which just said Mudrick is blue, to which I replied, Mudrick is 10th. Uh, so <laughs> I don't think there's any better response that we could come up with for that one. So if you are indeed getting any grief off the Chelsea fans, it might just be worth showing them the Premier League table. I think that's the best way to tackle those pesky blues. Anyway, John uh, says, Tom, could Arsenal adjust their transfer policy of making multiple bids for somebody they really want? Why not submit your top bid with the deadline of, say, a week? It would help with hijacking issues a bit. It would, you're right. And I think this is a fair question to ask why going at a certain figure. I believe that they start off at the lowest kind of end of their valuation because as a club, you want to be able to get players in a value that you believe is as cost effective as it can be. And then it opens up the opportunity for you to be able to go for more players. If we'd have signed Mudrik for that 95 million euros that we'd signed him for, it would have been difficult to see how Arsenal would have been able to invest significantly in another area of the pitch. And so obviously they went in with lower bids because they want to be able to go in for multiple players. So yes, but your your argument is sound. If you want a player that badly, why not go in for a top bid earlier on, get the deal done uh, and, and stop worrying about it later. But I think the answer is because they want to make sure that they've got enough capital left over so they can still invest in other positions that certainly need strengthening and that we know need strengthening. Um Jean says, are Juve still in this massive crisis? What about going for Chiesa? Uh, of course, Chiesa, I don't know how much Chiesa has played this season. I know that he suffered quite a serious injury fairly recently. We'll have a quick look on this. This season, he has played just five games, 179 minutes of football. He uh, suffered that cruciate ligament rupture. He's returned to action now. He's got two assists in five games, playing in centre forward, left wing, right wing, centre mid against Udinese as well. And in the 5-1 defeats, that was his first start against Napoli. Napoli were fantastic, uh, you have to say, in that game. But Juventus overall have not been that great during the season. But uh, Chiesa coming on in that game, coming off the bench in all of the games so far he's played besides that Napoli fixture, it seems. Yes, indeed. Hopefully, he can return to full fitness and full form because he is a very talented player. Should Arsenal be going for him? Uh, he's worth a hell of a lot of money, 25 years of age, uh, worth around £60 million plus. We'd have to wait and see if Arsenal would have an interest in him. But uh, I, I think they will probably move for other targets considering how quickly, how you know, how soon since he's recovered from injury. Uh, Crossfire says, do you think really think that Trossard is the right player, even if he may have these behavioural issues? Well, uh, David Ornstein reporting this morning that Tottenham have had a £12 million bid rejected for Trossard. It said that Brighton value the Belgian significantly higher than that 12 million pounds um unsurprising that they've lowballed him considering the situation it's difficult i think that trossard is an option but i think he's not near the top of the potential options that i would personally be looking to is this an issue regarding the um the behavioral side of things i don't know the full story it's difficult to kind of get your head around without knowing more about the situation other than the fact he had a bit of a falling out with the manager because that could be a number of things. So I don't want to rule it out completely without knowing the full story, but uh, I know it's turned a lot of people off that potential transfer. Uh, Henrik says, uh, Tom, are you worried that we'll be in the same situation in the summer when pursuing other high-value targets like Declan Rice, for example? There's always a concern that teams are going to ask for the maximum value and that you're going to be unable to negotiate them down. And that's why Arsenal may have to change the way in which they approach certain transfer negotiations as they become, or rather return, to being that elite-level club. You have to pay the top money if you want to get the top players. And Arsenal will unfortunately have to discover that themselves. I say unfortunately, that will come through being the biggest club in the country. Hopefully we can be this season. Uh, Byron says, will we beat the Manx this weekend? 
And if we do, how many games left until we are crowned champions? Uh, a fair few, uh, Byron. We've only, it'll only be halfway through the season when we play that Man United game. That will officially be the halfway point for Arsenal. I've played 19 games by that fixture. I think we will. I think we will. I think our home record is obviously very, very good. We've won uh, every game bar one at home this season. And that one was, of course, against a very good Newcastle side that were very stubborn in defence. I think that Man United will obviously attack far more and that will give us opportunities. But they are threatening. They are talented and we need to watch out. They are the only team that have beaten us so far this campaign. And although we absolutely deserve to have gone 1-0 up at Old Trafford and shouldn't have had our goal ruled out, how we responded wasn't the best. And we lost our heads and lost our composure, which we've rarely done this season, which allowed Man United to win. So, Hopefully, we can get revenge for that game and uh, and go on to take even more points ahead at the top of the table beyond Man United. It's important we don't allow them to close that gap by any more. Uh, Man City, of course, plays Spurs. Uh, a very ironic game to be looking at indeed. Okay, let's go to Ethan, who's one of our newest members. Says, with no clear links to an alternative for Mudrick, I think we need to consider the possibility that we don't get an attacker or a midfielder. What are your honest thoughts if this happens? My honest thoughts will be one of frustration and one of real disappointment. And I will be critical of Edu and the recruitment team for not being prepared enough of having contingency plans and having backup options because we know how much money we've got to spend. And we know that there are quality options out there in the market. And they need, might need to convince themselves a bit more that there are players that can help us during a season in which we can afford to take a bit of a risk in the market. We can afford to take a bit of a risk this window for someone to give us that immediate impact. I get why they didn't go the whole hog for Mudrik, a player of that age and inexperience, of course. And yes, I think he would have given us something in the immediacy, but he was very much a long-term investment. So I see why they didn't go for the uh, the massive, massive fee that Chelsea eventually bought him for. But they should, if they can, take a risk during this window. And fingers crossed, they might be able to. Uh, South London's finest B says, Tom, do you rate Moussa Diaby? Uh, would he be a good uh, potential option? Yes, he would. Uh, I think the Moussa Diaby is a very talented player. Uh, fantastic goal contributor. Scores goals, assists goals, plays on either flank. Very versatile. Certainly one that maybe Arsenal should be looking at this winter. Um, Vidov says, please explain the reluctance to loan Savage for 10 million euros. Yeah, the report came out, of course, I think it was La Republica that reported this, 10 million euros with an obligation of around 40 million euros. Um, if it's true, I don't know why we're not doing it. Maybe because it's not true. I mean, that's the only way that I can think about it. If he's available for 10 million euro loan with a 40 million obligation to buy, not really sure why we wouldn't do that. I don't know. Um, so I don't really have an answer V-dub to that. But if it's true, I don't see why we wouldn't do it, which makes me think maybe it's not as true as it's being reported. Always important to take that with a pinch of salt if it's coming out of Italy. Uh, Van Jones says, Morning, Tom. What are your thoughts on someone like Ansu Fati? He's a young winger that could be developed with the right coach and looks like Barca would want to move him on over the summer. Uh, I like Ansu Fati a lot. There's a lot of question marks, of course, around him and him as a profile because of how he returned from that serious knee injury. And there's never been any guarantees that that wouldn't reoccur and we wouldn't have to deal with the issues surrounding that either. So I think that there is scope for us to sign somebody as talented and as good as Ansu Fati and maybe enough to take a bit of a risk on him as well. Uh, Jacob says, Hi, Tom. I personally feel we should go and get Nyonto from Leeds United. 19-year-old. He reminds me of Sadio Mane. To be honest, he's strong and good on the ball. What do you think? Leeds are going to ask for a lot of money because he only signed uh, from... Where was it in the summer? Uh, was it Austria that he signed him from? 
uh, it was either Austria or Italy they signed him from, but uh, he left and uh, looked like a player that would ultimately struggle at first, I think, to get into the Leeds team, but has established himself and and looks much, much better. So maybe he's one to add to the list, but uh, he's not on my list at the moment, unfortunately. Uh, Zurich, sorry, it was Switzerland. Um, it was, oh, hold on, TGT sneeze coming. Dear me, we managed to catch the, the mute button, thankfully. So I saved you uh, from that horrific noise. There might be one, another one coming shortly. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Aditya says, Tom, I would personally really like to see Meetemuk come to Mark, come to Arsenal as well. Me too. I would love to see Caro Meetema be uh, considered by Arsenal during this window. Dan says, Tom, if we were to go 11 points clear after United, do you really think we need to sign a winger to win the league? I just don't think we need anyone else. Dan, you might be thinking significantly different if Saka or Martinelli gets suddenly injured. That's what I would say. Uh, Guna Jake says, Tom, do you think the club is relaxed with the midfield knowing Zinchenko can cover that Partey role as well? We've never seen him cover the number six role. I'd be more comfortable seeing him cover Xhaka's role but maybe not Partey's role maybe something to consider in the future uh, Karim says would you think that Stan Kroenke would be inclined to sell the club to the Qataris if a tempting offer reached him from them no Karim I don't he's got no interest in selling they've got no interest in getting any more money for the club they like and really much enjoy having Arsenal and they're very attached to the club and they want to see it succeed as we've clearly seen with the amount of investment they've been putting in recently um, but no, they have no interest in selling. That's why when we had the offer from Daniel Ek, they had the answer, which was, we don't need your money. We don't need any money for this club and they want to keep it. Um, let's go to Omar. It says, I was thinking about it before the show, but do you think Tierney will consider leaving in the summer, seeing his reduced role in the team this campaign? Yes, I do think he will consider leaving and I think that there will be clubs that will be interested in him and see him as a bit of an opportunity to try and sign. Yes, I do think that Tierney could be one to watch this summer as a bit of a surprise exit. Let's go to uh, Charlie, who says, I don't think we'll get anyone. Uh, we prepared to go big on Mudrick, and I can't see anyone else with a similar profile right now. Well, hopefully that's what we bring into you this evening with our wide alternative show. We're going to bring you try and get 10 uh, different alternatives to Mudrick. If you've got suggestions, of course, don't leave them in the chat box. Leave them in the comment section after the video. I'd love to get some of your suggestions down in the chat box. Philip says, is El Nenny injured? Uh, he had apparently a knock in training. We don't know how serious that is. We hopefully will get some further clarification on that shortly, but we don't know how serious that uh, injury to Mohamed El Nenny is. Hopefully it is just a bit of a knock and a bit of discomfort ahead of the game that they didn't want to risk. So there you go. Uh, MRM says, why do you think the club chased Mudrick so hard? He plays in a position that we already have Smith or Martinelli. We need Saka cover more than anything. It's a fair point. And I actually asked Clive about this the other day when I talked about Rafinha with him. You know, we need a right winger, arguably, more than we do a left winger. But I just think that they saw Mudrick as the most Arteta-style winger that they wanted. He was the perfect profile in their minds of what they wanted, um, but still weren't willing to sign him for the level of money that... Um, uh, well, that Chelsea ultimately ended up buying him for, unfortunately. We're just unlucky because the club that he plays for are really not that very good. <laughs> I don't know how to speak about Shakhtar Donetsk. It's a very strange club indeed. The way they behaved yesterday after the signing is, is really kind of odd. Uh, I get they used all of the hype and traction to build up their profile, but I think they've ruined the relationship, arguably, with a, a club like Arsenal. Uh, Sean says, Tom, I was so convinced that Mudrick wanted Arsenal. Do you think his decision was forced? 
I have small um, suspicions that maybe uh, the move wasn't entirely um, kind of smooth for him or a decision that he made lightly. There's been rumours that he asked Arsenal to match Chelsea's bid still at the end of it. I mean, for Chelsea, you're signing a player that doesn't really want to go to you. So there's that that you've got to think about. Uh, Manu says, have you managed to catch some Stadarons games? I really like the 30-year-old coach, Will Steele, uh, but especially... Were like Matuisa, he reminds me of a, a younger El Nenny. Uh, always an eight slash ten, even in Lakeep out of ten, of course. Uh, always an eight out of ten. I see what you mean uh, in Lakeep. I haven't seen too much of Avance this season. I've been obviously covering Balogun and uh, getting the expert insight on our loan shows, but uh, no. So Matuisa is someone that I need to look into, Manu. But thank you for bringing him to my attention. Uh, Akin says, Tom, would you be angry if we don't sign an attacking midfielder? The market is dead in the respect to a lot of these players. Uh, and they're overhyped or would cost way too much. Uh, I think there are opportunities. Yes, they're going to be expensive, but the one that we were going for was expensive. So we absolutely do have the opportunity um, to sign someone in that area. And as I say, tonight's show, hopefully I can bring you a number of options that we could bring instead. I might even challenge myself to come up with as many as possible. I'm aiming for 10. We might be able to get more. Let's see. Um Virai says, uh, would it be possible for you, Tom, to bring up the league table? Of course. Of course I can bring up the league table. That's absolutely no problem at all. Without any shadow of a doubt, let's uh, let's drag that up onto the screen for you right now. Uh, Premier League table. Woof! Would you look at that? Isn't it gloriously beautiful? Uh, hold on. I'll make it, I need to make it a bit better. There we go. Can't see 10th place. I don't even know who is in 10th place. Imagine not being in this image. Let's just say that. Arsenal sitting top of the table. 47 points uh, so far this campaign. Manchester City sitting now eight points behind us. If Arsenal were to beat City in that game in early February and the gap had maintained the same level by that point, 11-point gap opened up. With Manchester United, we're currently uh, looking at that... Uh, Nine points off of them. It's mad to think that Newcastle and Man United are only one point behind Manchester City. Yes, uh, Newcastle played a game more, but Man United have played the same number of games as them. So if City are in the title race, if we're saying genuinely that City are still in the title race, it's it's not difficult to see why people are saying Man United and why Newcastle are also in the title race. So... It's going to be very interesting indeed. Of course, uh, Man United play that additional game, their game in hand against Crystal Palace in midweek. They will fulfil that and have that on the board before they play us. So they could close the gap to just six points, which means if they were to beat us, they would just be three points behind us, which is not a nice feeling at all. Uh, They would have played a game more than us, of course, but it wouldn't be a nice feeling knowing that they're only three points behind us were they to beat us. Uh, Man City, of course, play Spurs in their next game, a team that they have found a lot of difficulties with when they've gone up against them. So let's see uh, what happens in the next round of fixtures. Um, Unknown Gamer says, uh, Barca's young players haven't got the same hard-working mentality as our young players they rely, they rely on talent and getting £300,000 per week contracts at the age of 19. I don't know if this would be great for our club. I have faith that Arsenal would only be looking to sign players that they know are hardworking and fit the profile that they want or are very open to being coached into being kind of moulded into that specific style. So... Uh, I don't have too much doubt if Arsenal sign a player that they know that they're getting a good one, that they feel as though they can 
uh, fit us into. Uh, Mark says, I saw that Gary Neville says we'll finish third. I think he's saying that because he feels as though Man United will beat us next week. I think that's why he's saying that. And that would mean that Man United are only three points behind us. And if City beat us and they win that next game, then they're only, well, if they win another game, then suddenly they're level. So things change very quickly in the Premier League. All we can do is control ourselves, control what we're doing, control our results, control our performances. And if we beat Man United, I think that probably puts them out of the equation uh, at least for now. So let's hopefully, fingers crossed, see that happen. Um, LJ says, Thomas side from Napoli, is there any better side in Europe this season than Arsenal? I think that Arsenal have been better than Napoli this season, to be honest. I know Napoli have been fantastic in Serie A, but I still would back Arsenal to beat Napoli if they were going head-to-head against one another. Um, Marcus says, because of his motivation and passion alone, is Zinchenko our player of the year? Um, is Zinchenko our player of the year? I don't think so. I think Erdegaard is our player of the year so far. I think he has just been that level above. But Zinchenko absolutely has been brilliant. He's also missed a lot of games, to be fair. Uh, Gouda Jake says, Tom, do you think Chelsea will hijack either the Fresneda or Pedro Porro deals? Also, who are we supporting between City and Spurs? Well, obviously, I think a draw is is the obvious one. It doesn't help either club. Uh, So a draw, I think, is what we're looking for. Uh, Just anything other than a City win. Let's put it that way. Chelsea, Fresneda, I've already tweeted out that I expect Chelsea to come in for Fresneda because they're looking at a right back. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, Justice says, who are we signing? I don't know. (laughs) I've got a clue who we're signing. We have to wait and see what links emerge this week and see if anything changes. The club are said to be meeting this week to decide how they're going to respond to the Mudrick situation. So let's wait and see who indeed they look to move to. Um... Rich King says, uh, do we really need a forward when we have Zinchenko, uh, when we have, uh, I assume that's Zinchenko, and with Nelson and Jesus back soon, I feel a number eight and a number six is needed more than more. And so Declan Rice and McAllister would fit in these roles and would take that over Mudrick. I know a lot of people feel the same as you, Rich. Um, A lot of people feel as though we should be going for a midfielder more so than a forward. I think we need both. And I think everyone thinks we need both. But I would say that the expectation should be both between now and the end of the window. We need to try and sign a midfielder and a wide player between now and the end of this January transfer window. Anyway, we're going to finish things up there. Thank you so much for tuning in. As I say, we're going to have a tactical breakdown this afternoon, 6 p.m. UK time, bringing you lots of different potential wide candidates that we could sign after missing out on Mihailo Mudrik. So make sure you set your alarms for 6 p.m. UK time. We'll be doing that live, so you'll be able to join me uh, talking about all of those players. So I look forward to bringing you that, and then you can make your decisions on those players as well. Thank you for tuning in. Drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Thank you for helping us reach 43,000 subscribers. We hit that yesterday. It was a good omen ahead of the North London Derby. So thank you so much for helping us reach that. Nearly 2,000 of you watching once again this morning means a hell of a lot to me. uh, And thank you for supporting me and the channel continually and making this a part of your morning routine. Uh, Mike from the Gooners pod was over yesterday. I think he was uh, watching, of course, the Derby and sent me a very nice video of someone who uh, ran into him that watches the morning show as well. I've also received a fair few nice DMs over the last 24 hours. I read them all. I try to reply to them all. So thank you for the kind words. Again, uh, it means so, so incredibly much. Anyway, uh, we will be back, as I say, 6 p.m. tonight. I'll also probably be live at 10 a.m. So in just an hour and a half's time over on the Arsenal way as well. So more of my face made for radio if you want to see any more of it and hear any more of my thoughts uh, on yesterday's game and, of course, the transfer window as well. See you soon. Have a fantastic Monday. Enjoy your week. And as always, up the Arsenal. 
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.